Anytime, motherfucker. Okay, welcome to Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. The first episode. The first episode ever. We are here, boys. Bucket of Wind, Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep, episode one. Can't believe it finally started. So what we're going to talk about today is what movies, what three movies, best reflect who we are. Our movie tastes, how we feel about film in general, just kind of the test the waters and let you guys get to know us a little bit better before we start reviewing movies. I feel like we should introduce ourselves though, right? Yes, first. So they each know who's talking. Yes. So who are you? I'm Cameron. Um, uh, Out of all of us, I think I'm the most adept in movies. You think? Yeah, I've watched a ton (laughs) of sitcoms and comedies. (laughs) Adapter and Ed. That's right. And uh, who are you? I'm Mason. I I by far have watched the least out of all of us, but I think I've seen in every friend circle I have, I've seen the most out of everybody by far. But I just think compared to you two, I haven't watched quite as much. (laughs) But I've watched a lot of horror. I probably watch more horror than you. A hundred percent. But not as much in general. Because when I watch a horror movie, I lose sleep. I don't. I, I'm, I'm a little dead inside, so I just I sleep on that shit. But I'm fine. When you were younger, you didn't. Lose I didn't. No, I, I've, I've grown numb to it. It affected me, but I've since moved past that. My name's Matt. I think I've watched more movies than a lot of people, which is everybody good and, ever, and, and sad in a way. So, but I have a very very different take on movies. I think that's good. But before we get into our three movie picks. I just want to, we, we, I wanted to talk about this at the start of it. The Tick is coming out on Amazon Prime yes, Video re-releasing in a it. month. Okay, now, I don't want to demonstrate my ineptitude. What is The Tick? Yes, it's based, I, it's I knew based you on a comic about book. It's based on a comic book. And then it was a TV show. A TV show? Is at it like Ant-Man? Or? Uh, I think it's the guy who was the original star of it on a Saturday morning actual... Not a cartoon, but a TV show. It's a guy from Rules of Engagement. Remember the lead actor? Everybody oh, would shit. go to his apartment. Remember? Everybody oh, oh Warhol. Up. Warhol? I Maybe. can't remember his name, but everybody will probably remember that. And then bring that up. And yeah. you can get an image of him at least. I wish it had his name at the... So it is like a parody of Ant-Man. It, no, it seems to be... It, seems, it serves to be like a parody of like superheroes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. But it is it is a parody of Ant-Man. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's more like the whole show is poking fun at like how crazy and silly superheroes are. How weird because I feel like that's what Ant-Man is. He's kind of like the least serious superhero, no? He like constantly yes, makes fun that. of that. Uh, I would like, agree with that. Makes fun of the fact that they're superheroes. And he yeah. needs more of an ensemble but the thing than is, everybody else. Ant- yeah, Ant-Man has a suit that makes him look like a normal guy, whereas the tick is this... Goofy looking, giant blue foamy suit. Wait, what do you mean he has a suit that makes him look like a normal guy? He literally has antenna. Like, he, yes, he looks he like you know what I mean, though, he's, he's It's like, like a, a big blue suit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You haven't seen The Tick. No, that's I what haven't I'm seen The to Tick. Say. And the guy who originally played it, played it was Patrick Warburton. Warburton. That was Warson. And if you remember him, he, did, he was the one who actually did The Tick that I remember uh, a very long time ago. He was in Ted. You know, holding head, hands with the guy from War from Star Trek, mm-hmm. Family Guy. He's done a lot of different yeah, series. Yeah. Um, but you'd recognize his voice right away. Uh, he's right got away. a very. He's actually in the new TV show uh, on Netflix. Uh, a series of unfortunate events, events. Yeah. and he's the oh, narrator. Oh, Patrick Harris. Yes, with yeah, Patrick Harris. I want to see that. But- Let's focus on the tick, guys. What do you think? I'm sorry. We went down that rabbit hole. We went down the rabbit hole. Patrick Warburton. Really, really I love Patrick Warburton as much as the next guy. I think he's got a nice voice. Oh, one of the Well, that's why. Because the tick has a very distinct voice. Well, let's... let's, How do you think the tick is going to play out? If you had to say, in your opinion... I wish I knew who was in that writer's room. Because I like... Ant-Man, you know what I mean? I like his comedic shtick. He's not, he doesn't shrink. <laughs> the tick doesn't no. shrink. I just felt like I had to break that to you right now. So what does he do? He's you keep com- drawing a lot of comparisons. It's an absurd superhero. So he's nothing to do with Ant-Man. He doesn't shrink. <laughs> I think you heard like the tick. And he walks like, around, he has kind of a goofy suit. He has antenna, it's big and blue and, and he's got a very distinctive deep voice. Oh, that looks I'm terrible. I'm going to fight 
crime. That looks you know? terrible. Well, that's what I love about it. Like it's it's not like your normal like Marvel movie because like that's what that's what I was trying to tell you. Like they treat Ant Man and Iron Man with dignity. So and, do like, the Tick is kind of like. Okay, so are there are there other superheroes in this universe, or is it yeah, just well, the actually tech? in this universe? Uh, what happened is the superheroes have been uh, have been gone for decades. Real superheroes have been gone for decades, and he's one of the first ones to come back. Okay, uh, and and he's kind of he is a parody. I I would yeah. best describe that, but he does have some superpowers. Very strong. Uh, and Peter Sarafitz. I can't know if I'm saying that right. Who is playing yeah. the Tick? Um, it's a pretty good choice. I've seen him on a lot of different things. He was actually in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he was in it. Uh, uh, and he played a character in that, Dorian Seal. But um, that's the new thing coming out on Amazon in August. Oh, in Amazon we trust. I love a yes. lot of the original programming. Like We all know that I'm a huge Patriot fan. I'm a huge Alpha House fan, so I, I love what they're doing on Amazon. Yeah, I'll have to check those out too. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to get... <laughs> No, but see, like, well, I'm interested think, in his powers. Is he just strong? Does the tick control other ticks? You gotta watch to find no, out. So does he, like, does he attack? If you want to see the old picture of Warburton. And oh, my God. That's just how he looks. That's, com clearly, that's clearly comedic. Exactly. Okay. I, I know I hate to do that to everybody, but you can pull it up and see. It's, it was, it was a, a parody uh, comic book uh, of comic books well, that, when I was a kid. That's a parody. Yeah, but Mason, that's why I think your input is so important. You I'm like the layman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the layman. Right. That's fair. Well, people who aren't looking forward to it, you're going to go, am I going to give it a shot? And you're already going, wow. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like if they catch me in an episode or two, that's why it's so important. Well, that's what I think, like, uh, that's what I like about like Netflix does all these shows where they know they're going to get people off the bat with the premise. Like Frank Edward, like a senator hungry for the presidency, like stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas like the... Amazon's taking more I, risks. I, I, I would have thought that too with Iron Fist, but we're not going to uh, go there right no, now. No, that's what I'm saying. I feel like um, Netflix, Netflix and tech. HBO, their models are kind of like inversely related to each other. Like HBO, their series build. Like Games of Thrones is very slow. Very, very slow. And then it builds. You you develop rapports with all the characters. Right, we're going to skip on the slow part. For well, it's slow as shit. It's slow as shit. season one. Game of Thrones. Well, not I that good. Oh, season it one. Oh, okay. Season one. It doesn't okay. need it. It doesn't. No, and the you, Game of Thrones slander stops here. We're all excited <laughs> for the take. No, no. And okay. And then you look at Luke Cage, Fist of Iron Steel, Iron or whatever the shit. Iron Fist. And then oh, you, oh, shit. It was shit. And then you get that one girl who kicks people in the face. Jessica Jones was great. This is a great okay. series. But then... But I'm saying Luke they Cage hook you. Just okay. They hook you right away. But, but then over time, you're like, why am I watching this show about this guy who does some stuff? No, I well, don't Daredevil really and Punisher were fantastic. Yeah, like you got to okay. get a chance. Well, I have to, to watch those series. too. <laughs> <laughs> but with the headsets, that's why there's three people on this show. There's podcast. three people on the show, and it's not just me yeah, ranting. Okay. One of us is not going to cover the spread of all of the yeah. content that's well, out there. Well, right because now. we basically have somebody with a life, somebody with sort of a life, <laughs> and somebody with. No life. <laughs> no, but I do love horror movies. So when we yes. get to talk about those, that's my what, input that's is what valuable. Mason will far and away outstretch us. Yeah. But with that, I just want to leave you guys with. I think I'm so happy and, for the tick. And with the tick, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. You can watch the first episode is on Amazon and is available now. Yeah. So definitely go watch that, guys. You're not gonna regret it. I love no, the first I think, episode. I think you will. I'm super excited for that. But with that, let's get into the main topic for tonight. Three movies. So each of us have prepared three movies mm -hmm. that we think give an insight to our movie taste, um, how uh, movies have impacted us over time. And uh, I think to start it off, what would be more fitting than picking Mason? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, so, so, so what's exactly going to be the format? I'm going to say each of the movies and then we'll all talk about it? Sure. Or you can do it. Rightfully, you're three off. Yeah. Okay, so the three I chose... For no, like, and no particular order, Iron Man from John Favreau, Amazing. Reservoir Dogs from Quentin Tarantino, the obviously, man. and then John Carpenter's The Ring. The Thing. The Thing. The Thing. Wow. The thing. <laughs> that's, that's our horror expert. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, I meant... I meant the thing. The thing. Great movie. All, way, I love the all those movies. The Ring was also an amazing oh, horror movie. Also horror. a good horror movie, but I meant the thing. Absolutely. Okay, so... So why these three? I went with Iron Man because I feel like it was, from my memory, my short memory of like 
superhero movies, it was one of the most impactful, and I feel like it really set the archetype of introducing a superhero character and then developing that character over a series of movies, and I feel like the first one really introduced a character very, very well. Plus, it's casting that, this rock perfect. fucking song. That's exactly what... It set up the whole universe. Robert Downey... It really did. Robert Downey Jr. fucking owns that Iron he Man role. He is Tony Stark. He is Tony Stark. John Reservoir Park. Dogs... I just, I, from that diner scene, right until they entered the warehouse where the duration of the movie like took place, a, a great duration of it, the everything, the writing was absolutely brilliant, okay? And then most of the time you didn't even know the people's names, they were given Mr. colors. Mr. Pink, Mr. Blue, Mr. White. But you Black. still... Everybody wanted to be every yeah, different color. Exactly. It was, it was really exactly. Th that's the only movie where people Jim genuinely Ruff, wanted to be called Mr. Michael Pink Madsen. After I mean, the movie. Oh, just they're the, all stars. the ear scene was probably uh, one amazing. of the most... So He's dancing good. over... It's like a car accident. Michael Madsen was a psycho and that was so You fantastic. can't look away. No. Yeah. Can't look like, away. It was one of the first times when I was a kid watching a movie where I, le I legitimately was glued to the screen. Yeah, it was awesome. And for any of you who like haven't seen that movie, because it is a little bit older... At like 1992 or something like that. Um, go go rent it. Robbery gone bad. Go they believe one of them is a police informant and chaos ensues. Great, it's great film. Um, Not a wasted moment. Plus it's ending and the twist was so good. The yeah. filmography, everything top to bottom. Just, a, just one of the best movies. Directing. In my opinion. Editing. It's hard um, to argue that. And you got to remember without Iron Man, there is no Marvel Universe. Because exactly. Because so much money. So Even true. Joss Whedon was talking so about that. Well. How you start about, like, there was no foundation. Like, you thought about, like, because remember, there were so many Marvel movies that flopped. Absolutely. Fantastic Four. The original Hulk with Eric Bana. Like, they That's tried. so true. Well, it wasn't a terrible movie. Well, but you put it, I mean, what, you want to talk about movies that C minus. But it's C minus. Yeah, it didn't blow everyone Well, you got to remember, a lot of people still like that whole movie. With Eric Bana. Of I mean, course. It wasn't terrible. If there but, were if there but, were nothing else on daytime television, I would watch it. We we but. weren't we weren't we, if you're gonna talk about Flop Swamp thing, you guys probably well, remember I that. That remember was just god awful. But uh, and we can't say Iron Man without also you gotta remember Blade is Blade it was a is, is Blade amazing. Marvel? Marvel. Blade that is Marvel. Is tremendous. Yes. Thing. And and I mean Wesley Snipes started it all off. And then he did his three movies. And, and then he forgot to pay his taxes. And, and then drifted into obscurity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and he wanted to fight Joe Rogan. And, and then he was like, oh wait, Joe Rogan's going to fuck me up. And, and then, then just went away. Skip that topic. But that's why I really, I honestly really love your choice of Iron Man though. Because he did. that's the quintessential. And it sets up, not only does it set up the universe, but it sets up the way those movies like go. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like There's the a pacing. Formula. The yeah. pacing. That's what exactly. exactly what I'm saying. Because the pacing of Iron Man was so different from any superhero movie I had seen up to that point. Absolutely. And that's all John Bravo ended up believing in Robert Downey Jr., going against the studio, asking him to take the insurance rider on him, even though he's coming off his drug history. And asking them to that. dump $140 million into a movie. Unbelievable. What a risk. And it pays off. Now, here's, pays one, off that, big. here's one when I saw your list that I really wanted to know about. John Carpenter's The Thing. Great movie. Because why, the movie. Why didn't make your list? Okay, just just from the standpoint we're at right now, where the thing has been rehashed so many times, I feel like even now that's the one that really stands out to me. But remember, John Carpenter's 1982, the thing the, was a remake. It really was. It, it was, was a remake, remake of a black and white. But to be fair, to be fair, I saw black the 1950s one. And it, it doesn't Careful. Matter. Careful. <laughs> and we're gonna get a bunch of like eight year olds like. No, you're gonna get some slack, some some you know hate from me because that's say, a great movie too. I would say it's a good movie, but it doesn't have anything to say to John Carpenter's. Design. No. Pacing issues, to say the least. Pacing issues. Because there's been in the 1950s. Granted, it was, it was the golden age of Hollywood. It was a great Oh, the acting movie. was great, but it was just it was. You it can't was, be like the yeah. pacing and the special effects no. of no. No, they, and there's not a lot of CG in that movie. No, they it's made it practical. No, effects. No, yeah. they made that movie with twenty five dollars and four paper clips. <laughs> no, 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 and a little bit of spit. Seriously, well, a lot of spit if you saw some scenes in it. But yeah, it was a great movie. Just a great movie. So that's why I had to pick that one. It has some of the best practical, and I think that's when like. There was no CGI. That's what I'm saying. In 1982, no CGI. And to spend that kind so of good. Fifteen million. Fifteen million dollars in 1982. Yeah. Crazy. So I feel like I feel like that that really established not only like the the derivation between suspense movies and horror films. Like that it, is true. It's it like established a fork in the road where okay, if we step this up a notch, we have a horror and film. And he did. It gave you action too. And action then if we go I love this. how it like walked that line though for like gore. a good like thirty to forty minutes of that movie. Yeah. It's oh, a yeah. suspense movie. When he cardio for a set guy and a guy's 
chest splits open, bites the guy's hands off in his head, drops down off the table, and then Kurt Russell leans over and goes, there's something you don't see every day. And his head's walking across the floor. But no, no, but that's what about what the scenes in the pool hall oh, where they don't know who's infected? Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Yeah. That is some of the most and suspenseful the blood, moments the in the container. And they're just testing it. And they're, and they're touching each one to see where it jumps out of. Yeah. So I good. think if you're a movie fan at all, you have to see everything on Mason's list for yeah, sure. Yeah, you do. Because he hits like a wide, like you got the, the cold classic with Tarantino with Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. You have your big blockbuster like action flick with Iron Man. That starts it all. And then Carpenter's The Thing, I think is a really good introduction movie. To kind of like that gritty practical effect horror movies. Absolutely. And I do Especially think it's a change to the guard because you really go from a different type of horror movie oh. before that. It was more slasher films. It was. Oh, yeah. It was, it was rudimentary. That's a nice story. All slasher films before yeah. that. And then you come into like more of a monster craze, in my opinion. That's true. And plus, like, it, 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 Mason's right about the suspense to horror thing, it right? It does. It's the first movie that was like, hey, we're going to give him straight up suspense for 30 minutes, and then it turns into a complete horror show. Yeah. And, and figure out who's the killer. Who's the it killer? really blends them all really, really yeah, well. So that's why I had to pick that movie. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I'm getting giddy. Is it time for my list? Let's yep. go through your list. All right. So I'm I ready. picked my list based off of three things. I wanted to capture a huge evolution of cinema, uh, a perfect, in my opinion, perfect writing in a film, and then the last, the power of acting in film, which really impacted me. So first, for my evolution of film, is definitely Avatar, um, uh, James yes. Cameron, I cannot, some people have some bad things to say about this movie. I will defend it until the very last because I think it did something for film that no other film has done. Because if you think, at the time the Avatar was created, most blockbusters were you got big name actors, you slapped them on it and it was a shooter flick or it was a romantic comedy. There were action movies out there, right? But this was before the dawn of like the big, really big superhero movies. Like you just had the Marvel Cinematic Universe getting off of its footing, right? Yeah. You had just had Iron yeah. Man. You had just had like the first Thor, I think, came out in 2010. Mm -hmm. yeah. So then you come out in 2012 with this amazing special effects. This is groundbreaking what they did. And then I noticed a pattern after I saw Avatar. Every blockbuster they made upwards of like hundreds of millions of dollars. Dominated by CGI. Dominated by CGI. With breathtaking CGI. And that's the thing. I think the level of the CGI was so much improved. So by far that ahead part. of what they had at the time. I don't think you could do the movie any earlier because I don't think we had the capability. I didn't even know it was that old. Well, that's actually. 2009? That's an yeah. amazing story because James Just Cameron. After Iron Man. James Cameron talked about how they had the script and in the wait. 80s and he had to shelf it. Because he was like, there's no way we could make this movie now. It'd be completely terrible. It'd be like a hacky version of Dance with Wolves, which still kind of people try to say about it. Yeah, well, But if you take into account the special effects and the cinematography in that movie, it, it is out of this world. Yeah, absolutely. And you see all these directors. You saw Joss Whedon in the Avengers like but taking things from Avatar. I am going to say it. What? 30 minutes too long. It, oh, it okay. is. It's very long. Uh, that's the thing though like I know you're for a super fan like it. me I understand that I'm completely biased you probably won't like the director's cut but every time I watch it I know like I tell you guys all the time I throw on the director's cut get myself some dinner sit down and nuzzle up to some Avatar yeah dude that's like four hours Avatar yeah it is almost, oh, almost four it's an Iditarod for sure but it is when you it think is. about like dude there's so many characters in there I love you know what I mean Sam uh, Worthington yes. as Jake Sully you yep. got Zoe Saldana or whatever. Spring She's hot as hell. Like, <laughs> dude, trust me. I'm not into aliens, but in that movie, I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sabrina Weaver is just fantastic as the doctor. Plus, Absolutely. how fitting is it that she's in a groundbreaking alien movie? Yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? I, never looked at I like love that. that. And I think that was like such an homage to her that it was like, all right, if we're going to do a blowout alien movie. Is that movie, that's still the number one grossing of all time, right? Uh, I'm not it's, sure. It's got to be up there because... Well, think about that. It, it... It made so much money in the box office for two hundred and thirty-seven million dollars for the budget to two point seven billion in the box offices. James Cameron's a beast, man. A fun fact: I saw it three times in theaters. Oh, I think everybody. That's the thing. Yeah, everybody went back multiple times. Well, yeah, because I went once with my friends. I know I went twice. Once, like once, like you know, you just gotta resee it. Like that was one of those films where the even if you didn't like the story, which granted. I can see the similarities with Dances with Wolves. But I that's get. true about about the cast. Sam Worthington, Zoe Sonata, Sabrina Who played Weaver, the Colonel? Uh, just uh, Stephen Lang. I mean, he hasn't really done much. Hasn't been around a lot. I mean, a few times he's done pictures. He was more of a character actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be honest with, 
his latest movie, which we'll probably cover later on, Don't Breathe, which he did after that. Oh, I love that flick. Uh, I, could, I have a lot to say about uh, that. I, I mean, The but Men Who Scared a of Goats. badass I mean, in Avatar. The Diner, he hasn't really done much. I mean, they pulled him out to do Avatar. He's got to act more, on my opinion. And, and he knocked it out of the Because his performance, when, when Avatar fell in the walls for me, they would throw in a kernel scene, and for most people, it didn't take him out of it. For me, that, that catapulted me out I mean, of the lull. Giovanni Rapisi had a small role in it, but... I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, the special effects were really the star. Oh, for oh, sure. without a doubt. When you talk about without like the lighting doubt. up of the bioluminescent grasses that went through the yes. fields, like that stuff just wasn't done at the time. Yeah. And people weren't sure that it was able to be done. Like, yeah. especially a lot of people in the production, they were like, "Well, pump the brakes here, dude. We're gonna blow through our budget." And the movie's yeah, gonna look like ass, which has happened for tons of movies in the past. Not to mention, they had it. They had something that's really, really difficult to do, especially nowadays. They balanced real actors with cgi so well that is so true like look at look at films like gods of egypt where it looks like a horrible playstation uh, like, 3 oh, video raped. game that movie got raped oh my god but, but here's the scary it looks part. so they're horrible. talking about making five avatar pictures eventually five five, five avatar pictures eventually. are they selling pre-release tickets no <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Cameron's, five Cameron's signed on to be a producer in the next five avatars. I mean, based on what you know, earnings and everything. But could you imagine? Oh, studio heads would be crazy not to make another release. Well, movies. you know why? You know why? Two point seven billion. Billion. Come on, man. I mean, that's that's why. All that's right, why now they... we're gonna move into my second choice, which, in my opinion, is the best writing I've seen in a modern film, which is Inception. You talk about a grand foil for like the end. Like, think about how much work had to go in writing that script, and then for Christopher Nolan to execute it in the way he did, he knocked it out was masterful, and it was such a payoff. Because you know, we we were talking about this earlier. There's there's so many movies nowadays. Now studio heads want these long movies, these journey movies. They have such a long movie. And rarely the payoff fits the the amount of time put in by the audience. Absolutely. And Inception is one of those movies that I think I felt completely fulfilled at the end, where I was like, I I was fine with the time I put in. I was fine with the the, the struggles in the movie. It didn't get redundant for me. It didn't get lazy. Like it was really good all the way through. I thought the acting was incredible, and not only that, like Leonardo DiCaprio was just absolutely masterful in that oh. performance, right? Joseph like Gordon-Levitt, I feel like this is when he was really coming into his own. And you look at what he's done now with The Walk. Oh, What, what else has he done? He did that movie, that weird one, where it was like this disabled hockey Looper. player. No, no, no. You're talking about... Oh, no. I don't know. About no, no, no. And he like... Oh, that's With the bank robbery, he was a janitor, and he was like busting it, but he was like mentally handicapped. Oh, he's that amazing. was such a good movie. And that yeah. movie that movie lacked in several parts, but his acting really... He's just well, carries he's films with his acting. When, when, when Tom Hardy is in your supporting cast... You know you did it's a solid job movie. Cast. Yeah, it's a solid movie. And I think that's and not no and then think about like the words there's like the cat the, not only was the casting but the writing. I want to keep talking about that because think about I thought there wasn't a wasted frame or sentence because all of it mattered for the ultimate storyline. Yeah, like you talk about like the puzzle making scene where um, well, you, Ellen Page. How many times can you sit and say if it was the move was it over? Oh. Or were they trapped in a dream? I mean, there's been so many discussions about that because they're spinning the top. I mean, there have been on the Google end of, Talks, TED yeah, Talks. I know, I've seen we're spinning 40 minute Google insane. Talks and it's like still inconclusive. And not, I, I love your picks because the first one, Avatar, that movie is a spectacle. It's absolutely breathtaking to watch. And then Inception, it's in that same vein, man. Some of the scenes in that spectacular. movie, absolutely spectacular. Well, that's what you can tell, like whoever wrote the movie Clearly had like the screenplay, input. the yeah. screenplay, not screenplay. just the writing, but the screenplay is absolutely amazing. We are just kissing ass to all these movies. Well, well don't worry, there's plenty favorites. of time through this podcast to tear down. Interesting. <laughs> if you want to see that movie, it's called Lookout. Lookout, yeah, that's the it's one I'm talking about. That's a good, good. sleeper pick. Yes. Not a lot of people have seen it. Well, I mean, that's when he just started getting. That's it. if you're one of his fans, definitely go, go check that out. Go stream it. The Lookout. And now for my final pick. I threw it way back in time, but this is my, like, I, I saw this in high school, right? Because I was never going to see this movie other than seeing it in a class. Because just because I didn't hear about it, I wasn't aware of it. But in uh, one of my classes, it was toward the end of the year, my teacher pulled out 12 Angry Men. And I have to tell you guys, this is some of the most impactful acting you will ever see on the screen. Totally. Because it is literally 12 men in a room. That's it. 
12 men in a room. Just think about that for about two hours. And you would think, oh my god, this movie's going to completely suck. But it takes a whole twist. And the, and the journey these men go on just within the room. Ex excuse my ignorance, but this is with the jury, right? Yes. Trying to arrive at so the... So okay. it's, it's a jury on a murder trial. Yes. And they have to decide whether the man goes, uh, goes to the block for the death penalty or whether he's off scot-free. Yeah. And it is just an amazing movie because it shows how one word can completely change the scenario. And you could feel the emotions coming from every character. And I feel like every character in the movie killed their role. Absolutely. And, and they've done so many movies where they've tried to do something Yeah, try to recapture it. You know, it's about uh, one guy holding out to make everybody look at the evidence. And everyone's questioning themselves now just because one man one is man. not sure of himself. And he wants you to go over the evidence. But I feel like a lot of movies have been on tried. TV. It's saved on TV episodes and everything on this. I mean, it's been—it's just been around forever. Uh, it was a Broadway play for a long time, and I mean, we're talking about Henry Fan Henry Fonda, Lee Cobb, Martin Balsam. Uh, uh, I mean, Marshall, Jack Klugman, uh, Ed Bur Ed Benz, uh, Jack Warden. I mean, to be honest with you, these were guys way before when. I was even a kid I've ever seen. Yeah. All black and white. But I've seen it multiple times. And it's a classic that still holds up. That's one thing that I think like people need to recognize. This is a movie in 1957. Mm -hmm. If you go back, just the sound mixing is like likely to make me turn it off. Like I agree. Butch and the Sundance Kid, half the movie's here in gravel. Hit well, their boots. And not only that, here's here's the thing that will just state it for you. Okay, The thing that, throws, that really blows my mind. Uh, a movie was made for a few hundred thousand dollars and they couldn't equate on what it made they had to equate it in what was rentaled okay we're talking 80s folks okay that's where i'm from what what that's what they started made, keeping count exactly in rentals this made two million dollars in rental fees okay that's what people don't understand that's tremendous you could not even gauge what the movie had made based on a few hundred thousand three i think three hundred fifty three hundred forty thousand dollars it cost to make a movie like this and the only way they could track it it's by what it, what it made in rentals. And you can tell that all their money went into casting. Yeah. Not even, yeah, it's amazing. Because I'm That's not familiar amazing. with any of those actors, but you could just tell the talent that they brought to the yeah. table. They were the they were the biggest actors in Hollywood in the 50s. That's they crazy. Were. That's rentals. That's not even excluding money. Just and imagine guys, how many eyes were on a film this old. Yeah. That's crazy. So guys, go run and watch that as soon as possible. It's on like every. I'm sure everything. you can find and it on, it's on YouTube. Everything. Everything. I know. There's so many copies of it floating around. You can definitely pull one down. Hit up 12 Angry Men. You will not regret it. I guess we'll go to my list. Oh, then. last but not least. We'll hit my three. Mine were Captain America, Winter Soldier. Ooh. The next was Halloween from 1978. One of my favorite movies. original from One of my favorite movies. And I kind of cheated a little bit because uh, I have two classics I enjoyed uh, from around the same time. Uh, Star Wars, the original 1977. A New Hope? No. No? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> the, original. the original. Not A New Hope. That was the redo a few years later. That... That was taken after that. <laughs> the gap in my knowledge. It's is okay. Best. And then the next one was the Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yep. Nerd alert. I, I got to put them both in because, uh, you know, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. As everyone who knows me knows. I got to ask. I got to ask. Why the Winter Soldier among these other three absolute yeah. classics? So I can see, like, you're definitely taking influences from, like, your childhood with Halloween, Star Wars, and Wrath of Khan. Well, to be honest with you, I was kind of a Green Lantern Flash superhero fan, yeah. but not until Captain America, which I, the first uh, American hero, to be honest with you, the first time I saw the movie, didn't care for it. I Watched remember. It. We I went remember. to see again, it again and again. He came out and he was again. like, it was too rah-rah for yep. me. Too rah-rah, and then I watched it two or three more times, and it's a movie I've seen probably ten times. And Winter Soldier, I liked it because it didn't have to be a superhero movie. It could have been any type oh, of Espionage yeah, no. picture out there Absolutely. with no superheroes involved with the ultimate twist. It's not a superhero movie. Bucky back from the freaking dead yeah. as oh. the Winter Soldier shocking the world because the secret was kept on me. I was that I guy in the theater going, are you kidding me? At the same time yeah. everybody else found it's out. It's absolutely a romance between Captain America and Bucky. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. But it was. I mean, he, he realizes it's his brother. Yeah. From the dead. And Slash I Robert. didn't see it. 
and it <laughs> did not see it. No, it just it just blew my mind. And, and the beginning scenes of that movie when he's running around on your left, and then and then he gets to the plane scene before the he's they're about to go down and take everybody out on the ship, and then he jumps out of the plane with no parachute. And the guy goes, "I love that." Did he have a parachute? Did he have a parachute? Nope. Nope. No, he I didn't. love that shit. And I freaking love that. It just well, I think Chris off. Evans is one of those characters that also melded with his superhero persona. Yeah. Perfect just completely casting. melted into the role. Perfect casting. It's going to be hard to ever see another person as Captain America. And but as we all know in the comic books, Captain America goes missing. So be aware of that and the upcoming. Oh, they hinted at it. Chris Evans said he's only signing on to do one more. One more picture. That's it, folks. Which is probably going to be Infinity Wars. So shit's going to get real. It is. Random people better understand that because I was a huge comic book fan. And all the comic books I read when I was a kid, guess what? My Captain America, when I read it, was not the Captain America we watched. Well, I don't mean to start a debate, but what do the Avengers really lose out on if he dies? Leadership? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mason has this theory. We have to get. All right. We'll briefly detour from. Uh, oh, what rabbit hole are we going down now? No, no, it's I fine. Heard it's this fine. Before. The Mason only has this okay. theory that super uh, that uh, that uh, the America only is not bigger a bitch is Superman. As much as he's, uh, he's not. As he much heals, as he's just a really forever? strong guy. No, the only bigger bitch is Superman. Okay. He bitch. Yeah. Bitch. No. No. Okay. Not a bitch. Uh, Superman uh, is a bitch. I'll argue that forever. When the okay? nerds come for you, we will not protect you. No, Superman. Okay. That's a different discussion. He gets his ass beat by everybody for the entire fucking film. I won't watch it. And plus, that's because oh he fights God. the strongest I don't people watch in the that. galaxy. Yeah, but then don't make a movie of it. Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell, Tell me about, about it. it. Just say, be like, yeah. Man of Steel almost got into the top three for me. Ah, that was a oh, shit movie sure. too. That was oh, a shit show. A shit show. He got beat up the whole fucking time. He didn't want to kill the guy. Oh. Didn't want to kill General oh. Zod until he had no choice. All right. What does he do? He stops immediately. <laughs> easy boy. Crack his easy. neck. Yeah. Oh, you gotta be easy. Yeah. Fucking we'll hour and a half in. We'll call this debate off for now. We uh, might. We might have a great Man of Steel debate. We're here. gonna have to do that. Oh, I can't sleep, I'm sorry. Sleep. Man of Steel was such yeah, a great. You can't. But for right now, let's redirect our guns back okay. on the Winter Soldier. Back on the Winter Soldier, just a because great picture. you talk about one, and plus, I think what Marvel's so good at is tying movies back into the cinematic universe. Absolutely. And Winter Soldier is one that like milked just have enough to. off of the cinematic universe to make the movie better. You know what I mean? Like they had just as so much, they had just about the right amount of Nick Fury that I wanted. But I just think it's the writing. The writing of that movie was so well done. You think it stands up to like writing of like really good non-superhero Absolutely. movies? Absolutely. It could have been a non-superhero movie. It didn't have to be Captain America. It could have been espionage agents going for yeah. something top secret. Like a really badass movie, like a Steven exactly. Seagal movie. Well, well <laughs> maybe, maybe 1980 Steven Seagal. Right, that one I was just dating. Yeah. You got to chill. Like, 1980. Not, not now not, Steven Seagal. Not Mall Cop Steven Seagal? No. My favorite iteration, no. by the way. Yeah, yeah, no. His nickname's Paul right. Ford, too. So. Now, now let's get to your second pick. Second pick of all time is something I only watch once a year. Ooh. And everybody can say that's, that's in this room. You really don't see me pop it on unless... It's Halloween. It's Halloween because that's when you put it on. Michael Myers, the original scary dude. Because when I was a kid, that movie was horrifyingly scary. Made it you is. always, always keep looking in the shadows like you saw something out of the corner of your eye. And when you made you look, made you look every time. Or if a car was going by, who was freaking driving it? Because Michael Myers could have been. It's just Scared the crowd. That's the most thing. effective use of costumes oh, in a horror yeah. movie at its time. Because think about like you had Jamie Lee Curtis in like the schoolgirl skirt, looking innocent and vulnerable, and then you had just this guy in a fucking using like a janitor's robe with the yeah. scariest mask I've ever seen in my life. It's one of the scariest, 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 scariest version of. Of William Shatner ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of does look like oh, Shatner. Holy it shit. is. It's a, it's a mask they got from from freaking the, the corner drugstore and they painted the face white with spray paint. Oh shit. It is a Star Trek mask. I didn't know well, that. Well, you guys know this. I'm terrified of clowns. The only thing I'm more terrified of is, is the Halloween mask. You know, this movie Myers. is so old, people forget. They're like, oh, it's one of those slasher fics. It one is of those the movies. slasher Dude. Yeah. There is so much suspense in that film you would Absolutely. not believe. I would argue the majority of the content in that film is suspenseful. And look, if you notice, Halloween and the, and the Thing, same director. 
Sam's suspense. I see stuff in two movies, movies at the top of his game. I he, see stuff absolutely. in movies today that is copy pasted from Halloween. Absolutely. Not to get too far off topic, but if you look at a film like It Follows, all of it, all of it, all of oh, it. Oh yeah, it's, it's a an homage. Slow walk. I would call it almost not even homage, a direct rip of Carpenter's style. His style. They just different content. They just bang down, flip it in reverse. No, no, it's true. Here, it, it's time. coming for you. It's coming for you. It's coming for you. The same filmography. The, the movie is shot almost See, the same the way. I love the because here's the thing. I think that what Halloween did, it's so amazing because you know in most scary monster movies or killer slasher fics, they don't show you the slasher until everyone's done. Oh no. Whereas yes. they don't give a fucking Halloween. They'll show you him in the first no. screen. Yeah. And like they, killed, show, they killed somebody within the first minute oh, of the movie. And it is too. terrifying. The you first person perspective even, is fantastic. Yeah, yes. I see him. I see That's him. true. I never thought about it. Revolutionary. The first, the first person. First in movies. If you think about if it. If you really yeah. think about it. First person perspective from the very beginning. Now imagine we went from that to Hardcore Henry. No, no, seriously. Yeah, There's a de-evolution there. That's what I'm saying. No. I like Paul. Hardcore Harvey wasn't terrible. Henry. <laughs> Hardcore Harvey. Is that what I said? Yes. Oh, jeez. No, Our Hardcore friend. Henry was good. It wasn't bad. It was a fun ride. It's the same way meth seems good. You know what I mean? <laughs> a movie about meth. <laughs> like, I'll, no watch, I'll watch Hardcore Henry once, but if I watch it five times, nah. I have a problem. I've only seen it maybe maybe once or once twice. Once or twice. Yeah, I was I've only seen movie. it the one time. Yeah, but Halloween, gonna... Halloween's one of those movies that you can come back to, and it's just as no, good as the you last time. No, you gotta put it on every Halloween. It's just one oh. of those movies. You have to. And Dude, the Rob Zombie ones are pretty eyes. good. Pretty it's, good. It's pretty good, but it's a gore fest, much more so than the original. It's not nearly as. It's not nearly. I will the say same the movie. hospital scene in Rob Zombies is the most batshit dream sequence I've ever seen. It's yet crazy. In a horror movie, because he's just completely. He knows that he's just every movie he makes is just he breath, takes breathtakingly fucked. It's all over level. the place. Yeah. yeah. But I love like John Carpenter's subtlety and the way he kind of like pries at the psyche of the viewers watching where you're like, yeah. like I was cringing. I, th- during the I movie. think it was one of the actual first movies I ever went to where people were yelling, run. Yeah. <laughs> and seriously, when I was a kid. It's just I'm painful. Talking, I was 11, 12 years old at the time when that movie came out. I hate to date myself, but people were actually yelling at the screen, don't go in there, run, run, you know what I mean? And it's Yeah, just, it's it really crazy. started that shouting out in theaters that I hate so fucking much and <laughs> oh, ruins God. it. Way back then. Oh, We've got some we, stories to talk right, about that. We will save that for a future yeah. podcast. We'll give you our gallows story. Oh, oh, yeah, that was... That was very normal. We'll hit you Yeah, that was funny. Now, let's get to... Now, we, we've gushed on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, he cheated a little bit. Let's get to his last yeah, combination. Let's get to his last My last two cheats are, of course, Star Wars. Greatly affected me when I was just a young child. Young Padawan. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> 11 years old. I sat in the front row, screen, all I remember were the words going up in front of me, and I don't think I blinked for the whole <laughs> two hours. And I just loved it. I mean, every part of that movie just changed. I think that shows how iconic it is, because you can ask a bunch of people your age, and literally they have the exact same story oh, yeah. of being a 10-year-old kid just clutching the popcorn bowl, losing yeah, just their not fucking blinking. mind uh, for two hours. Then they come out and they say to their parents, Star Wars everything. Give yeah, me everything. Yeah, no everything. Juice anything. box, lunch box, everything. And that's yeah, why it cost $11 million to make and it made over $700 million. Woo-wee! Yeah. That's I a mean, fresh paycheck. I, and, yeah. and that, to be honest with you, I think I saw it six times. Oh, six times I believe it. I believe it. We're talking about I, things I, that are revolutionary. My took me and then they dropped me that off. Proof? It was that good. You don't regret a single time Oh, no. It? And I've, I've probably seen that movie 50 times. Albeit, it's probably dated now. Oh, but it is. It oh, is. I did, I, yeah. We'll talk about. I will. All right, I will make this promise right now. We will do an in-depth Star Wars episode in the oh, future sure. because I have some things to say about how it's aged. It has. It has. And even when I look back on it, I don't watch it as nearly as much as I used to. But for what it did for the genre, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. But you're just saying it because it's the nostalgic value and how it explosive it was for culture. It just changed sci-fi. It was. It did. It, did, it changed and made a culture. You know what I mean? Don't you there think was, it brought sci-fi to the forefront? Because there was Trek before that. Yeah. But Trek was kind of like more... But Trek was TV. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why I think that movie, that whole thing kind of transformed. And the reason I put Wrath of Khan in there is because it went. It was one of the first shows I watched as a kid that actually went from TV onto the big screen and people paid for it and went to go see it. Think hey. about it. Think about it. What movie did we... What show did we watch as kids? 
Usually it's the other way around. They make a movie and then they put it on TV. TV spinoffs. And they yeah. run it into the ground on TV for five oh, years. Fuck. This show was only on for, what, 66 episodes? Three years. Limited release on TV, CBS. Uh, I mean, not great acting, not great special effects, great writing, groundbreaking writing. And I watched it. My brother started watching it and I watched it because I. We only had three channels. <laughs> to be honest with you, we had three channels, and I wasn't allowed to turn turn the knob on the TV. Dating myself again, I was gonna so say, I, yeah, they had to beat my butt into the ground. So I watched it over and over again, and then they went ahead and they put it on the big screen. And I didn't care for Star Trek: The Motion Picture, and I, you know, and then there was Wrath of Khan, and it really just changed everything. Changed the game for you. Changed it everything. Do you think for it brought Star Trek back to the forefront a little bit? Hundred, hundred percent. Because because you know you had all those Star Wars guys. Sure, and, and I think everybody forgets because they they evolved in two different ways. Star Wars just smacked you in the face right on the big screen, mm-hmm. but there was a one of the true first cult followings where it actually got canceled and they came back in reruns and then they turned it into the movies and it went up on the on the big screen. There is one other series I can think of that what? made the jump to the silver screen from TV. Batman. Oh well, yes. you like a bat two seat, no, like no, a little bat two seat action. That's true. That's Dancing out of but I feel like I feel it like is Star so, Trek is so campy though. Like, dude, it was still my Batman. I tried. I mean, so you're talking fun. about '66, so I was watching it as a kid on All TV. R.I.P. Adam West for being like the first Batman to hold rest it down. in peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah rest in peace. I rewatched that show, and my God, it it's, is, it was bad TV. It is bad. TV. It's bad TV. But it's I could see how if I were a kid and it was on. I'm watching the whole episode. Yeah, but there was nothing else on. Plus, you have like, it's, it's so funny because it's literally like Adam West, beautiful girls. Yes. Adam West answering the bat phone, beautiful girls. Yeah. Funny fight scene, beautiful girls. And yeah. I'm like, oh, they knew who they were playing to. Young boys sitting at home. They want to see punches and they want to see hot chicks. Like, and, of and course. And that's pretty much all it was. And the writing was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, it was, it was, and it then was I, it was funny to me because Bob right. Kane bragged about the writing and I was like, bro. Like, you gotta talk about... There were so many shows on like back then that were so much better. Oh, yeah. Like, talk about a superhero series that's come a long way, though. Because some of those those new Christopher Nolan Batman films, those are some of the best movies you're gonna get. Some of the best movies you're gonna get. Especially with Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. Come on. But, yeah. to, but that wasn't a Batman movie. We've yeah. always talked yeah, about it. But to bring true. it back home to the Rathacon. Rathacon. Now, what was your movie theater experience for that? Did you see it in theaters? Uh, yeah, I saw it at least 10 times. At least 10 times? Oh, yeah. I went back in again and oh, again. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We, we were, as kids, we were dropped off at the... At so a the, little bit more of a Trekkie than uh, a Star Wars? Yes, I, 110%. Yeah, I mean... But you on. still appreciate Star Wars 100%. Yeah. Right? You're not one of those Trekkie guys who's like, fuck yeah. Jawas. There's and, only one yeah, side of the yeah. coin. But it's so much bullshit. At least as a Trekkie, you're part of a niche community. I feel yeah, like they've well, always yeah, been more... Trekkies have to be like so like they're they're literally being masochistic by denying themselves. Oh, they're sci-fi. Yeah, they and can't sci-fi. Do that. Like the rich culture. You gotta embrace it both. Come on, embrace Star Wars opened up the genre to where like they weren't doing Star Trek wasn't doing scenes where you'd go to these planets and there'd be and you gotta 15 remember. different species of beings and. You, you, have know. G- you have freaking G- uh, Jabba the Hutts in there. Uduwaki, Binky. Yeah, it's actually a really good Jabba the Hutt. And, <laughs> and you gotta remember one thing too. Good segue. Comic Con's this week. Comic Con yeah. is this week. There's no Comic Con back in the seventies. We are still there was, in the studio though. There was Comic Con, but until Star Wars came along, it really was probably a just, bunch of nerds who were getting together to talk yeah. about just the comics. Yeah. Well, now you're talking about Comic Con is the and, forefront and, 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 of, of pop culture superheroes. You know, not just superheroes. Be careful with that word nerds, because it's not a bad word anymore. No, I don't think it is. I think, no, it's no, absolutely it's not. Amazing. It's absolutely and not. That's right. like, I mean, put, comic books, I, think, I remember looking for I think for comic hours. books and comic book characters have transcended nerd culture. They're they're mainstream now. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think absolutely. just because oh. you like nerdy shit makes you a nerd. Like somebody anymore. I listen to all the time, take all my money. Yeah. I, I take all oh, my money. Take all my money. All my money. Because you know, even before, I mean, even before. I told you guys, you, you want to see how I get into shit? I told you I would buy pre releases yes. of the next five avatars. Yes. Just take all my money. Good. Just take my money. Because it's such quality entertainment, it offers a release from the daily shit we go through. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Plus, it's, that's why I think. The masses flock to it. Dude, that's why I think Wrath of Khan and Star Wars were so good because it's pure escapism. Yes. Because well, that's all this entertainment is, but... No, but that even more <laughs> so, because you have guys going on spaceships to far in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Not in the galaxy where you have homework. No, screw that. You're going to yeah. hang out with... Everybody you don't have to worry about your it. job. You don't have yeah. to worry about anything. And plus, talk about... Right, 
even though it didn't have as big of a return as Star Wars, no. still it turned eleven million into ninety-seven million. Well, that's again because people like me went ten times to see ten it. Times. Ten times. Well, and you got to remember, you're talking about eleven million dollars in nineteen what? I can't even remember seventy or eighty. It had to be seventy-eight, eighty. And you're that's talking. That's not chunk change, back. Yeah, I mean, you're talking a lot of money. That's a lot. Of Three-dollar movie tickets. So that's insane. For ninety-seven million off a three-dollar movie, yeah. that just shows how big Star Wars though. Seven hundred seventy-five million. Million, yeah. That's that's just. It enamored the globe, man. Yeah, it's it, it and that's the difference. I think it was a global phenomenon. Yeah. Where Star Trek is a domestic. It's, it's, it's it, states, is. Sure. it is. It is. It's definitely within but, the states. Okay, so at Comic Con, Trekkies versus Star Wars nerds. In a physical altercation? <laughs> no, but let's say nobody's no. fighting. I was no, gonna say. No, I'm saying yeah. I'm saying they're arguing. They're slinging insults. Who do you think? Who do you think has more people on their side? Oh, Star Wars. If they divide them. Up, Star Wars. There's more people on the side, but you've heard me say this. The worst I think thing? that's why you've asked me this question. There's no Star Wars without Star Trek. And there, there will never be anything else before there's. Because it was Trek. the fledgling sci-fi. Gene Roddenberry came up with the ideas. And he laid the pavement and the foundation for a lot of people to build on. And they built The worst great. thing that happened to Star Trek, though, was Disney getting the rights for Star Wars. They're about to take that shit global in a way that we've never well, seen. Well, and you know who's fault that is? with merchandise. Who's fault that is? George Lucas. Oh, George Lucas. No, it goes all the way back to Mason's first pick, John Farrabba. Really? You think? Rumor is. Iron Man. You think? That they made that kind of money on that first picture. And that's what gave them the money. Money to go and make more Marvel films. And without and making those Marvel films, films, they would be able to buy Lucas and, and bought the rights to the entire hey, Star guess Wars what universe. Though? I will say, billion the dollars. most recent Star Wars was my favorite Star Rogue? Wars. Not Rogue One. I liked Rogue One, man. I love Return... Uh, I still haven't seen Not Return of the Jedi. What's the... The Force Awakens. I like... See, I'm different. I like Rogue One better. Well, Rogue you One, liked Rogue One more? Well, better. See, she's gushing because of the end scene where Darth Vader... Oh my in. god, gushing. You were, I was gonna say, that was your pure on nerdgasm for We're you. not gonna say what I was pounding the table with, but I'll tell you what, that was a freaking, that was, was a great movie. Oh my god, that last 30 seconds, if you'll give me 10 pictures of freaking Darth Vader just killing everything in sight, that's something that everybody who's ever watched a Star Wars movie for as many years as I thought, that 30 seconds alone was enough. That, it really was. Yeah, it's the that, end of that movie. Because they're so used to space politics oh, for 45 minutes. I would say, I think, I think we all picked really good movies. I, I do too. I think, I I think, think it's fans really list. good. They're very different. Like, that's what I loved about our list. Like, not I agree. Over, like, we all could have picked. Like, and I, I can't believe I didn't put Tarantino on my That's list. my thing too. And, and I've loved a lot of his pictures. And, that's true. And what's it's a great, great pick. What's well, the exciting, exciting thing about the show we're doing? We're going to be able to work through... All this stuff. Give you guys our discussions on all Tarantino's flicks. We can talk even more about. We could literally, guys, we could do a five-hour thing on Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have a ton to say about that. I have a lot and, to say, and, and it's not unnecessarily good. Especially no, about no, Star Wars. I, I, I some negative stuff. But but we'll cover all that, and we'll throw in some gems. And plus, I would I would love to argue some of the the shit talk that the prequels get. And we'll have a time for that. Yeah, absolutely. Because they they get shit some of that by all of the pop culture. Yeah. But we'll, we that that is a time for a different. Some day. of it's deserved. Now let's have a majority vote. Who do you think had the best list? Oh, that's a tough one. Shit, best man. List? You can't pick your own. That, okay, well we can just draw similarities. Um, I'm Winter Soldier and Iron Man. Okay, those are both Marvel films. Okay, if you look, we two John Carpenter films are on there. Very similar. Um, okay, I get what you're saying. The 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 black sheep of the group wins. I, I got it. I, oh, you're, well, you're, you're, trying, you're trying to take it with Avatar Inception. Yeah, to, your, to your credit, I like the fact that you included Twelve Angry Men. I do I too. I do too. I love mix. I love that picture. That's a, that's great. Because Avatar's cotton candy. It is uh, when it's on. When it's on and it's edited version on TV, yeah. I do watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Inception, Inception I think, though. I think but you Inception. Know what? I didn't have an IQ high enough to watch the movie. And here's the crazy part: I've watched Inception more after the first time I've seen it than I've watched Avatar. Oh my god! I can't. I don't like Avatar that much. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I get that. But I, I get think that 100. I, I, I do. I like. I think I like Inception. More. I like Inception much more than Avatar. I don't know about more, I but 
I've seen it more often. If they were on a channel in HD, right above one another, like above and below respectively, you I would choose Inception section. every time. I don't know. I mean, the only thing that I have a knock about is about how long it is. Other than that, but Inception's long too. But I mean, it's got Tom Hardy in it, and it's, it's hard to say right. that. So it's just easy a, to watch Leonardo of, on the screen. I have an idea of how we can find out who had the best list. We're all going to go into the notes section on our phone, write down one name, and show each other. But I would just like you to say... You do that. What are you talking about? What? I just don't want anyone to be swayed by public opinion. Mom, swayed? Really. No, it's okay. Well, who do you guys vote for? What Name one picture you would vote for. It's hard. Out of this group, the, if I had to watch one movie out of the movies we've listed here today, I'll probably pick... I haven't seen Halloween in a hot second. It's a one-year picture, man. You watch but it every I would pick. Every I moment. would pick Reservoir Dogs if I had to watch one Great movie. Because here's the thing. I haven't seen that in a while. Oh, I haven't seen it in a while. And just... It had some of the most iconic moments in film. The story the guy's telling in the John. Plus, it has one just, guy that I have a total man crush on, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. He Tim kills, Roth kills that role. He does. Uh, I can't be that douche who picks himself, so I'm going to say I want to watch Inception, so I'm going to go with Cameron's list. I would want to watch Halloween, but that is a slower burn, and it's not even close to October, so I'm going to go with Inception. That is true. Sure. It's the middle of the summer. We can't be rocking that Halloween And it, it is much slower than people remember because it is a suspenseful film and it develops okay. over time. So well, I'm going to have to go with Cameron. Cameron's going to have to make the tie because I think I'd rather watch Reservoir Dogs. And I haven't seen John Carpenter's The Thing in quite a while. So I'm I'm, I'm probably going to go with Mason's list. So Cameron? I think Mason wins then. Because I've hey, look at that. I haven't seen shit. You haven't seen shit. And you liked your list. This person who said he and I haven't seen those most. movies in a while. And Iron Man's always going to uh, watch. That's what Dude, I'm saying, right? It's always if it's watch. 4 in the morning and I really want to go to bed and Iron Man's on, I'll watch Iron Man. I will too. Absolutely. Well, you guys will have to let us know which list you like the most down in the yeah, comment section you below. Guys definitely and on Twitter. 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 Tweet us. Bucket of Win. That's the production company we're part of. And you can definitely hit us up there. Tell us who you think had the better list. I know it was me. I just I just picked Mason Green. And of course, if you guys have any sort of movie recommendations, TV shows, whatever you guys want. Please wanna, hit us up. Yeah, absolutely. Please I always watch, like watching something new I have not seen before. Uh, I hate something old that may have missed. If we think there's definitely yep. something to be said yeah. about it, we will throw it up on the podcast. And, and that's the thing. We're going to try and cover some movies every 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 week or every other week. Yeah. We're not going to guarantee it's every week, but every at least every other week. Maybe it's like like we talked about that. The Lookout, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's movie. If you haven't seen it, I think that's a good sneak peek that that Mason and Cameron brought up. I think you should definitely see that movie. Go out of your way if you haven't seen it. It's, it was uh, an earlier movie, and go watch it. And plus, like, I like what we can do with this is we can go back to older movies that have been reviewed already and we can kind of talk about and discuss and like pick apart what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. And we're not just going to do movies. And, get into, and okay. yeah, we're going to pop on that Netflix Hulu hype. Yep. We're going to get those TV shows for you guys because who doesn't want to talk about House of Cards sometimes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mason needs to watch some Games of Thrones. Yeah, I have to get caught up. Yeah, I have to get, because admittedly, spoke, I have to get caught he up. He spoke sacrilege, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, but when it comes start to... start taking a whiz on things. Okay, well, them. when it comes time to talk about the TV shows and movies, though, I'm going to come in with some fun facts, drop some knowledge on you guys, and okay. I'm going to give my honest opinions, because that's what the show's about. It's 100%. our opinion. Uh, no it's 100% our opinion. We're not licensed professionals in no. movies. We're just a not bunch of fans. Means. I'm licensed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got it through Valencia. <laughs> For Valencia. Yeah. But, well, I think mean, that's the Harvard of the internet. Well, it I is. I hope you guys liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I call it the first episode. Episode one, guys. Okay. Yeah, but I hope you guys liked it a lot, man. Text us who you li whose list you like, and uh, peace out, guys. All right. Have a good one.